Makes it sound simple, right? That's years of effort, years of oh, practice, yeah. and determination, huge determination. But that, that is, the, the, the education did not do it for him. Would we say that information is important, education is not? Hey, well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode here on Creative's Journey Podcast. I am your host, A.B. Wright, and right here with me is the co-host, Wolf Howard. How we doing this morning? Doing quite all right. How are we doing? Man, I am doing great. I had such an amazing week, a very busy week, and I have no complaints at the end of it all because I looked up yesterday and realized we only had a few days left in the month mm. and a lot had happened so fast so fast or q1 already so yes how how was your day you said yours was pretty busy slash hectic as well yeah it was a wild week there was a lot of learning happening aka uh actively failing <laughs> but uh it's all good stuff because it definitely is going to help me step up my game as i move forward um a lot of action though, which is good because sometimes I get way too into the thinking learning phase and this week has been a lot of just trying it and seeing what happens. So I'm Absolutely. counting any failure as a good thing because it means at least I did something. You did something. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's a fact. That is a good measuring stick for what you're accomplishing or not accomplishing. Is Did you learn something from it and are you able to go and apply that uh, differently in the in the next round? So that's mm -hmm. good. That's good. Anything in particular that you were working on? <laughs> uh, there was one, I had a kind of discovery sales call opportunity with what would have been a really good um, partner for me as far as where I want to go with the business. Um, and I just botched it. It was one of the worst sales calls I've had in a long time. I came in with too much expectation. I came in nervous. So like at the first thing that didn't go well, kind of just started shutting down. Um, okay. I was able to flip it. So like, I'm still, I was able to, to connect with a couple other people within the organization that hopefully, uh, there is still some opportunity there, but it was just one of those, those moments like from the start, I had never spoken to this woman before more than 30 seconds. And I didn't even introduce myself at the start of the call. I just went straight into talking about the thing I wanted to talk about. And it's like, wow, I really haven't learned, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I had to, I had to have that to, to nail it into my brain, to remember context and remember that this is about people. It's not about what you want. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's, it's almost like as a YouTuber, uh, meeting people in the YouTube world, especially the, the automotive YouTube world. And immediately, you know, you have your camera rolling uh, when you first meet them, you know, oftentimes when it's just impromptu, they just happen to be there. That's one mm -hmm. thing, but to set up mm -hmm. a meeting and you got your camera rolling, you know, I know that there are some uh, creators that will say, you know, Hey, have your camera rolling all the time, but mm -hmm. You forget about the human factor and the, the connection that needs to be made. And yep. it's, hey, I don't want my camera rolling <laughs> to start. Let me just authentically introduce myself to you. Let me know how much of a, you know, either a fan I am of of your work, uh, of what you mean to the community, and, you know, what I you know, hope to be able to, to do to add value to what mm -hmm. you're doing. And that's mm -hmm. that should be the end goal, not just the content. 
itself. So I, I yeah. feel you. I, I feel you <laughs> stepping in that one. Just gung ho about um, making it happen. And and yes, the nerves mm-hmm. definitely sound like it had mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. a good hold on how that went. Yeah. About, what about on your side? Right. What's uh, any nice developments in your week or anything in particular? I know you had a lot going on. Well, I will definitely say uh, the first thing was finals. Um, mm. I have my uh, film course that, that I'm in. I'm in, I'm in school in this particular course. Uh, wasn't that difficult. It just was really just watching watching films from a perspective of an actual producer or a writer Mm -hmm. or a director. And I think more Mm -hmm. so you really had to have the, just the filmmakers lens on because you were looking at uh, camera movements. You were listening to sound design. You were looking at set design and you were looking at emotions that were pulled from you and whether that was intentional based on the type of technique that was used. And mm. what that really does as a filmmaker helps set the precedence or sets a foundation for, hey, if these are the types of emotions that I want the viewer to potentially at least drive them toward the direction of having, you know, that excitement that the, see the drama or anticipate the drama or, you know, critical thinking or sadness or happiness, whatever it is, you know, you have to drive that. And that's the, you know, that's the creative side to film, which is the part that I I really, really enjoy. So I had finals Mm. and on the first one, I actually, uh, on the midterm, excuse me, I actually had, uh, got an A minus and I was like, oh my gosh, A minus. Okay. Not bad. It's still, it's still an A because I'm always, you know, I'm definitely striving for A's and, uh, the first go around, I wasn't able to see, uh, all the notes, but I finally saw the notes and it, it helped me. Uh, with finals uh, to uh, to make that happen and potentially at least receive you know an A again, but hopefully you know maybe closer to you know uh, it doesn't matter still hopefully an A, but you know percentage wise hopefully I don't miss the mark on some of those key things that I missed and some of it was just being able to use the the, the correct cutting terms because you know we'll use mm-hmm. cutting terms loosely uh, mm-hmm. when we first start. Uh, YouTube, and I'm just going to say we as in creators, uh, videographers, a lot of us, at least I found, start using terms loosely, and it's it's the incorrect term. So I did that, not realizing it in the uh, the midterm. So caught that this go round, so hopefully that will give me some of those points back Mm. and uh, and still get the A. But to answer, you know, to answer the question, the finals was definitely one uh, for my educational goals. And as far as just the, the work week, you know, I was on a high coming off the first episode of this, honestly. You know, that For was sure. a, a huge achievement coming into 2023. You know, again, after you know, the desire to do it back in 2018, really 20, probably 2019 more than 2018. I think 2019 is once the YouTube channel started, I really really realize that, you know, maybe a podcast would be great. I have so much information. I know people with a lot of information, so let's get it out there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, trying to be a, a perfectionist and thinking you got to have all this right gear and, and all these different things instead of just putting it out there, you know, dirty, 
not the information, mm-hmm. but you know, you know what I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm yeah, trying to yeah, say. Yeah, it yeah, just, you know, yeah. it it'll come. The the the, the well put together, you know, nicely formatted, the whole nine yards will come. So that mm-hmm. was a win. I I was glad mm-hmm. that the beginning of the year allowed for that to happen. So that was that was really the accomplishments uh, for my week. Let's get it. That's fantastic. It's out. We're out here. <laughs> we out here. We out here. Having a date. I, I just posted the. Uh, I just posted on my Instagram. Uh, I'm ready for my date with the world. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Because yeah. because honestly, honestly, you know, especially if you're going live. But in this case, you know, we were you know recording. But you know, when you're putting yourself out there mm. for the world, you're really going on a date mm-hmm. you're really trying to impress upon people that you have mm. valuable information for them and that's yeah. why you're sharing it i'm glad i'm not nervous though <laughs> yeah but then this is a this is a date where everything is recorded can you imagine if every date you ever had was re- recorded oh. yeah you sat down at the table and both of you just turn your cameras on and say all right let's see what you let's see what mm. you got <laughs> oh man, you just made a movie to... or a show. You just made me think of some kind of movie, I think, mm. where it was it was a sci-fi type movie, AI related mm-hmm. and based on like an app or based on how your what your makeup was is how this system uh matched you with a, another person to go was on. Was that a uh, Ewan McGregor? What is it? Is it Ewan McGregor? Is he in that? There are a couple movies that are coming to mind, and I don't have the names of any of them, but I, I oh, seem okay. to recall I thought, one I where a guy's like, the name of it. no, no, the actor in it. It's okay. like, it's like he's going, it's like everything is, you have a perfect recording of everything you've ever experienced, and like there's this organization that's going back and erasing the memories, or like certain memories are getting corrupted or something. That might be a different movie. It might be a different movie, but it sounds like a good one. I, I need to watch it. Yeah, that. it is a good one. All right. <laughs> Anyways. When I remember it, I'll share it. But yeah, I, I couldn't imagine going on dates and and having them recorded and had recorded, and we just pull phones and be like, "Hmm, says a lot well, about you." <laughs> the real way it's going to go is it's going to be in a, a little contact lens. We're gonna we're gonna be recording everything on our contact lenses at all times, and we'll have a little HUD in front of us. And we'll have like ads popping up in the middle of the conversation. When she mentions something she likes, they'll be like, bye now. And then you can just wink at it and they'll be at her doorstep by the time the date's over. You know, it's all coming. Oh, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. That is Future's terrible. wild, man. Future's wild. That's terrible. Hey, oh, I'm just my calling it gosh. like I see it. The fact that that is the direction we're going in. Oh my god, yeah. that is yeah. scary. That is scary. humanity, right? Don't don't lose the human people. That's why we're here because we care about we're, people. We're we're trying. I like um, I like Louise. Louise, her post. Um, she's not in our specific group, but she is part of. Uh, she is an owl. <laughs> mm, and mm-hmm. uh the end of her post her i think yeah it was of her post her, her uh carousel it had uh on the other end of this is a human being and i mm. was like that is mm. the most epic thing i had seen all day in fact that was yesterday 
I was like, yeah. that's the most epic thing mm-hmm. uh, I had seen. And uh, I was like, wow. Wow. Yeah, because everything, you know, a lot of stuff is is AI, AI driven, AI powered, yeah. AI powered. Hmm. So, man. So what, what kind of coffee are you drinking? You said you were making some coffee before. before the show. Oh, man, this is the Chaka Soul Ochakan coffee bean. This brand is insane. Best coffee I've ever had. And I don't know if part of it is how much I appreciate what I know about the business. It's okay. like uh, it's based out of Toronto. And this guy was an environmental science engineer, went down to Ochaka and he was learning. Um, he was trying to install solar panels, like help them create solar energy in a place that just didn't have energy availability. Mm-hmm. And uh, the short version is essentially he fell in love with this community and created a truly fair trade organization with them where he's able to help them generate all the energy they need for their um, farming practices through the sun, just pure solar mm-hmm. energy. And then wow. he just takes that back up to Canada and like doesn't do anything crazy with it. He's, he's just, his business is deeply entwined with the community that is actually creating and harvesting the coffee beans. And then he's like adding this educational component about how um, regenerative practices and alternative energy practices can be spread to a much broader audience than we even realize without taking wow. advantage of people. And I, I love the brand. I love the brand so much. And it's a killer, it's a killer bag of coffee. Okay. Well, we're going to talk, talk more about that coffee brand. And, uh, because I'm, I'm drinking something local, uh, that I've got. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I can't remember the name of it. So, uh, mm-hmm. I just threw it in the Keurig. It has a good Colombian roast. And, yeah. uh, so yeah, I have nothing to pitch, uh, to you on that, but you know, it's, it's a decent cup of coffee. Uh, yeah, Chaco that Soul. Too, That's the name of the yeah. one you got to check out. Chaco Soul. But please go okay. ahead. Definitely. Um, yeah, send me that, that link. I'll look them up. But I wanted to ask. Wanted to ask about the owner. You said now, is he like a? Was he a a, a science major or, or engineer mm-hmm. or you know where did he get his mm-hmm. his education? Where did his background come from on that? I don't recall if he was doing. I believe he was either doing a a master's or a PhD study. And he was an engineering guy. So he wasn't a farmer or a harvester of any kind. He was really focused on alternative energy engineering. Um, And I believe it was part of one of his, it was either part of the research study or part of his dissertation that he went into this community in the hopes of building a truly sustainable system through solar energy um, and farming. Oh, wow. That's That's impressive, um, especially when that's someone that has been able to take their education and follow that track and develop mm-hmm. something um, revolutionary with it. We don't mm-hmm. often hear stories where that has happened, where we've taken mm-hmm. our education and allowed for that to work with what we want to mm-hmm. do. Now, one more thing yeah. for him, and just thinking about that, based on your research of him, was mm-hmm. that the direction he was going in the moment that he began his studies, or did that just potentially, uh, or did that evolve into that over time? That's a great question. Actually, I need to talk to this guy. I need to just go up to Toronto and talk to this guy. I am not sure, but from what I understand, he was not intending to start a 
coffee and chocolate. They do coffee and chocolate. I think chocolate is actually their primary thing that they're focused on. He was not intending to start a farming business when he went down there. I think he was really just looking to do like an immersive community experience within his research. Um, so I believe it was just a very organic development over time. He realized the opportunity and said, wow, I got to do something for these people. Well, with these people. And that's the thing. He doesn't pitch it as like, I'm doing it for them. It's not like, oh, poor community. It's like, how do we co-create with communities that have amazing farming practices that have amazing product is like kind of a vulgar word in my opinion sometimes, but in the, okay. it is product, you know, that's good. That, yeah. that brings me to, of course, a couple of things. We know, we know what the topic is of the, of the show today, of the episode mm -hmm. today. Uh, before I get into that component, the whole reason that this show evolved was because everyone's uh, journey as to how they get there. We hope it ends up being an organic one in that mm -hmm. you decide within yourself what is right for you and you end up going along that path. Not all times it ends up being exactly what you thought you were about to do, but because you were daring enough to go into what you thought you were about to do, and opportunities opened up, you were able to tap into that opportunity. And then here comes something else birthed from that. But it's all because you decided to believe in yourself enough to start the journey that you felt was right for you to start. And that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. And I'm, and I'm kind of, I'm, I'm really glad you have said that quite possibly without having the facts just yet, but quite possibly, you know, your understanding of his journey is that it started one way, but it was what he wanted to do. And then it went to another opportunity seeking what he was wanting to do turned into another opportunity. So that's, that's mm -hmm. great. That is great. Mm -hmm. Over generations, the educational component has been given such a high value and it is value. Mm. Getting the information is valuable, but how you get it is the most interesting part because I don't mm. feel going to college is the right route for everyone. I'll let you know why, why I'm saying that is because I was on a call. I was in grandma's house, her open house, uh, Friday, mm. amazing, mm -hmm. amazing, amazing event. Oh, I can't wait to do the next one. <laughs> it was amazing. There's a young lady that's, that's in there that she is uh, on the journey of finishing up her PhD. Mm. And of course, the conversation came, you know, what was she going to do with the PhD? At least I asked, uh, you know, was the intention of getting the PhD pertaining to education, meaning becoming a professor? Because we know mm -hmm. much like becoming a doctor, a dentist requires a certain level of training, education. And what comes along mm. with that education is your diploma, the piece of paper that says that you went through the said steps in training to be at this level. So when asking that, you know, I understood what that should be 
for. And man, that's just having a background in healthcare and understanding that in order to become a pharmacist, a surgeon, an ophthalmologist, an optometrist, physical therapist, any of those requires time getting your education and getting that, getting that piece of paper. Because now you've got to get mm. licensed and there's other things, other steps to that. It's more than just a piece of paper. It's also the other steps that, that come up, come along with that being board certified and being, you know, registered with the state and all, you know, all these different things. So, so there's a purpose, there's a reason. So when you say you want to be a doctor, then of course we already know there's a track to make that happen. If you want to be a professor, mm-hmm. there's a track to make that happen. And, the thing is, what happens when you decide to get these degrees, but it's not really what you want. Mm. Or the foundation and reasoning for doing it, you know, maybe it's, it's not even a personal or a personal check in the box or maybe a check in the box for your family lineage. I'll tell you right now. I knew I was going to entre- entrepreneurial track when I got out of the military. The reason I got in the military was one of those boxes I wanted to check is have educational benefits. Mm-hmm. So me pursuing my bachelor's or let me back up me attaining my associates while still serving and attaining my bachelor's after I got out, that was part of my goal. And part of my goal had to do with, being someone that had finished college, the first one to finish college in my family. There's some mm. history I got to share with all that. Cause some, some people that's not going to make sense. Some people that will, but there's some, there's some parts of my life journey that, that absolutely makes sense. Mm. But at the end of the day to run a business, to be a baseball instructor, to run a business in the, in the sports and entertainment industry, did that require me have a, an education, a bachelor's degree, master's, any of that? Hell no. Hell no. So I didn't do it for that. But I did do it because of, you know, wanting to lay that foundation and be, be the first to say that that definitely is possible. But other than that, initially to start, I was just picking something because that was the one that would make some money. I think you shared something last week going into that, mm-hmm. you know, about um, your direction and, and going to school and 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 your dad's mm-hmm. influence on that. You know, so what is your take on education and just share your thoughts on it? It's complicated. We could be here for a long, long time if we're getting deep into it, but that's OK. Um, <laughs> there's so much in everything you just mentioned. One of the things that I just wanted to touch on briefly before we get into my perspective, the first, the first generation aspect of things is so fascinating to me because when you're in a family where everybody has an education and then it's like, oh, well, I want to be an entrepreneur, then you're like the crazy black sheep, you know, you're like off. It's like, oh, why don't, why aren't you following the trend that everybody else in this successful family has? But then when you come from a family where education is not a given, it's like, you better get this because this is how you build future success. We've invested all of our energy in bringing you up. So you're able to find success and independence. And we don't want to see you fall into the same trap of just being stuck in dead end jobs for the rest of your life. And that's that, 
that familial aspect is just so interesting. Um, on my mom's side of the family, every one of my cousins has a degree um, or is trained in something and has the opportunity. Well, almost all. On my dad's side of the family, we have one cousin that got a PhD, just one. And then we have another cousin that's successful in banking. And then the rest of us were kind of just like, there's, there's a lot of, well, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and like, what's going on? And it's like, for, for my dad's side, my, my one cousin, I love her dealer, dearly, her getting that PhD was like huge for everybody in the family. It's like, you did it. You, you finally got that doctorate. Um, whereas on the other side, you could get a PhD and it's like, all right, cool. Well done. Uh, we all kind of expected that from you. So I just think that's such a fascinating thing about how, you, how the, the context you grow up in can drastically change the way you think about education, qualification, whatever it might be for career development and what's considered a risk versus what's considered just you being kind of wild, crazy, but everybody's confident you'll figure it out in the end. Um, yeah. Interesting take, interesting perspective on that. For me, education, right. Um, I don't think everybody needs a college degree. I think the context we grew up in is very different from the context of today where now it's obvious you don't need a college degree because you see so many people making so much good money online where when we were coming up it was still you're going to have to qualify for a resume and every resume was going to say we need you to have a college degree now hiring practices are even changing to where they're saying college degree or four years equivalent experience or whatever it is you know so so i think there's the shift is starting to take place where people are realizing now that almost everyone has some level of access to college education, it's not really a differentiator anymore, but that also leads me to question. You had mentioned like when you're going through the PhD route, you're getting trained to be a professor, but you're not getting trained to be a good teacher. You're getting trained on the end whatever narrow focus you have so you can be a good researcher and then you're expected to go teach. So my experience going through a lot of college courses were people that were very, very good at their narrow range of focus, but so few of them were actually talented educators and they weren't trained in the ability to communicate information to an audience in a way that they could actually receive it and use it. Um, a lot of the value I got out of college was critical thinking, but it wasn't applicable in a direct way to anything I wanted to do after. Um, so I just think there's, there's so much opportunity for college to change for, for the educational standards to change because we can learn almost anything online. Now we can get the skills. So like that qualification is nothing compared to what's your drive and how do you think, and how do you relate to people? No, I had zero courses that taught me how to be a team leader, a communicator. I had to learn all of that in real world time or real time in the real world. Where, why is that not part of high school education and then college education? Because we could be working together way better if we weren't so focused on A minus versus A, and instead we were focused on, did I do well as a communicator? Did I do well as a leader? Did you get the point I meant to make? I'll step Sorry. off my soapbox for a second there. That was a lot. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. No, no, that's interesting. Uh, as I said, interesting perspective, but that's a very good uh aspect to share and you did make mention of the research portion that goes into hmm. uh, the PhD someone did mention that in the in the uh, open house as well and the key point 
the education does not teach you the life skills. Mm. It doesn't teach you the life skills. And why education doesn't teach you that? They can't. They can't. Life skills is what you get when you go out into the world mm. and take that journey through life. Period. No matter how many times I'm thinking back to my dad, no matter how many times he tried to save me from doing, you know, making a mistake doing X, Y, or Z, <laughs> you know, I felt the need to figure it out myself. And the lessons yeah. learned, whether I realized it in the moment, a month later, or a year later, mm -hmm. I could look back and say, damn, Dad, you were right. <laughs> You're right, because you had been on, on earth long enough to have experienced that, to have seen it happen to someone else. So even now, you know, we share our advices because we've seen it and we've done it. But yeah, the experience piece, we're not going to get that. The skill set, we're, we're not going to get that until we execute and have the failures to learn from to be able to execute again and be successful the next time, and then we keep going. But, I'll say this. but Go ahead, I will, you're... Having someone like your dad to say, don't do that before you do that, I think helps you learn the lesson faster. If you don't have anybody telling you this is a bad idea, then you don't have that when you go in like, they say the stove is hot, then you touch the stove, oh, stoves are hot. Well, that's kind of a bad example because hot stoves you should pretty much learn after the first time. But, you know, it's like having that, that seed planted in your brain about, well, I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, it didn't work out. And he was right. Maybe there's something to that. I think you learn a little faster than just going out, messing up over and over and over again, and not having any clue what's going wrong. Yeah, just want right. to say that. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That that you know it leads us a little bit away from the educational component, and that's okay because it's still mm. the education in the system. I'll take that back. Uh, that that's part of where I wanted to go with the educational part yeah. too. Is that. The educational part isn't just what you learn in the system. It's what you learn from people. It's what you learn from, you know, the information and the education that you get. Like you said, it makes learning it and going through it a lot easier because someone mm -hmm. has told you. And that's why we hire coaches. That's mm -hmm. why coaching is such an integral part to uh, the entrepreneurial journey. If we're using it correctly, I'll say that. We're trying to fast track getting to the next level by way of the information that is being used. I'll use this example. I'm watching Secrets to Success podcast with mm. uh, E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher. And in their mm -hmm. previous episode, he was talking about how he hired this coach to help him get on the New York Times bestsellers list. And it's basically, it's a, it's a cheat code, almost like playing a video game only in the sense of in the video game, I'm kind of, I'm kind of moving past where I was going, but I'm going to jump to the video game and old video games, you have warp zones. So you just skip the mm. levels all together. <laughs> the other cheat codes would give you extra tools you could use. So you didn't have to work as hard to conquer mm -hmm. the boss. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher's uh, uh, lesson shared was that he still had to execute the steps that were given. It just wasn't going to take as long to keep falling down mm 
to learn from those mistakes to finally mm. get there. It wasn't going to take writing 10 more books to finally get there versus just understanding from someone that has done it over and over and over again, that has figured out the process and they've imparted that knowledge on you. Of course, by you investing into yourself, into the education, into the, into the, the lessons learned. And then that fast tracks your ability to do it, but you still got to execute the steps that to me, the most important part of what education should be. We're investing into going at least the paradigm we're, we're getting away from is you're investing into going to a university that's hopefully to fast track you to a place because you have the bachelor's, the master's, the PhD, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you learned enough to where you're valued higher. But yeah. without the skill set, is there any value? <laughs> but $50,000 for a coach is a lot well, per year. No, when you're coming I, well, out of high school and you don't even know what you're trying to get coached on. No, no, I know. But that's, but that's <laughs> that leads into everything that we've said in yeah. a sense, in a sense, you know, that's why I said yeah. you're, you're the guy of the, the coffee, coffee brand, you know, he knew mm-hmm. going in what he wanted to do. And based on what he was executing at the time, found an opportunity to do something else, but he still went in knowing what he wanted to do. Yeah. It's one thing, like you said, yeah, I could pay for a coach all day long, but why am I paying for the coach if what they're teaching me isn't what I even need? I haven't done the research to see that they have even done what I'm paying them for. So that's a, that's a topic for Mm -hmm. a whole different day in a sense. But I get what you're saying. Computers wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do. I didn't mm. know what I wanted to do. What is the the generic degree path you pick when you are uh, in school? The first bachelor's? No, no, not the not the. Uh, are you talking about being fun decided general studies undeci- type thing? Yeah, general studies. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So when I you called it fun decided. Do, I was fun, fun decided. decided for two two years. I was fun decided, and then they were like, "Hey, you got to pick one." It's like, oh, it's fine if I have to." <laughs> right, right. But the but the under you know going into going into college, going into a university, not understanding mm. the financial implications of investing into something that you don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're investing into yourself. Yeah. And that's what the education is supposed to be for, is to invest into yourself to give yourself and present yourself as valuable to the employer. That's really what the the educational system is for. It's not (laughs) for them to teach you how to be an entrepreneur. It's not to teach you how to be financial savvy is not to teach you mm-hmm. how to build wealth. That's not what it's for. So when we recognize that that's not, that is not what it is for, that's what you're wanting to learn and why are you going to school? Yeah. And Completely. we know there's other things you just gave perspective on, you know, a, a family 
of generations of scholars, yeah. a family, a generation of military officers, a family with generations of CEOs, a family with generations of entrepreneurs versus a family of generations that never went to school. The moment you realize what information you're seeking and how it benefits you, that should determine what route you go yeah. to obtain that education. Yeah. And I'll say, uh, so my dad didn't have a degree, doesn't have a degree. He actually went into the Navy in order to get the degree and it ended up for whatever reason, I don't have the full details of the story. He went in to get a nuclear engineering degree. And when he left, he did not have that degree, but that was, he, he had decided I need to get a degree so I don't have to keep on doing stuff. I don't want to do. Let me join the Navy they'll get me the degree and then I'll be able to build a, a greater career. Didn't happen that way. Went back to delivery truck driving and then eventually trained himself on SQL database programming. And that's how he got into the database architecture management job he had. Right. right. And so for me, I was very much expected to go to college. It's you are going to get this degree. And now with hindsight, I real I'm realizing, or at least this is how I'm interpreting it. What I see now is that he, recognized he needed a degree and he was going to get his son a degree no matter what because he wasn't going to put me in the same situation he was in where he made the decision to join the navy because that was the only way he saw of building a greater future for himself so i went to school with no expectation of what i wanted to learn i was simply expected to go to school and that's why i'm undecided for two years when i get there i'm just like still in my little uh 18 year old brain. Ooh, what do I love? What am I passionate about? I love reading and writing. I love, uh, communications, English literature. Can I study that? No, that's not going to get you a job. Um, and then I'm thinking like, okay, what about B school? And then my mom's like, B school, you're way too smart for B school. Why are you going to go to B school? And I'm not saying I think I'm too smart for B school. I think B school can be good. Um, depending on the track you want to take. It wasn't the right thing what, for me. At the what end. is B school? Business school. Sorry. Business, business school. school. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All that being said, when I got to college, I did not have a sense of where I wanted to go. And that was a huge investment. And I'm very fortunate that my parents actually paid for it. Um, that was a huge investment for them to make without me having any understanding of why I'm there. And then mm -hmm. the reason I chose the degrees I did, I was actually a physics and philosophy major to start. I was reading Atlas Shrugged one summer, and it turns out that the three I think there are three world changing characters. Like there are the three people that can actually make a difference in the arc of history. They studied physics and philosophy in undergraduate was the way the story went. So I said, yeah, oh, that sounds pretty cool. It's nice. Why not? I like physics. I like philosophy. Let's check it out. Um, and that didn't pay off. Like I'm not a graduate student in physics or philosophy. I'm not studying to do those very theory based sciences. Um, I'm glad they made the investment in my education. It has paid off over time. But to your point, if you don't know why you're going, I think a lot of people get lost in there and they kind of say, well, I got to pick something. So now here's my career path and now I'm going to follow this. And then you get 10 years down the road and you just finished off paying your student loans, hypothetically. Um, and it's like, well, what was this all for? This is just so I could get a job to pay off the loans that I took in the first place, having no clue where I wanted my life to go. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, you no know, interesting thing. I heard your, in your story about your father is all, you know, within that journey, it proved that 
college itself wasn't the necessary route for him. Right. He was chasing school. He got mm-hmm. to the Navy for, to, to go to school, which, again, for me was the similar thing. That was one of the things I wanted to, to do. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out for whatever reason it didn't. Mm-hmm. He got out to get into an industry or take a job so that he could make sure he could provide for his family and ultimately realized that in order to really set them up, I've got to generate more revenue. I need to bring in more income. What can mm-hmm. I do to make that happen? And then he mm-hmm. taught himself through information, whether he paid for it or rented the book from the library, however he got it, got the information and then applied it. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. That's all it makes takes. it sound simple, right? That's years of effort, years of oh, practice yeah. and determination, oh. huge determination. But that that is the, the, the education did not do it for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is fascinating. It is fascinating. So so what we say, so how would we surmise that? Would we say that information is important, education is not? Well, and to your point about coaches, I don't know about your experience in college, but I had a few professors that ended up being um, amazing influences on me individually. Mm-hmm. The courses I was in, not so much, but their way of thinking, their way of approaching the world transformed the way I saw how I could show up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I think ultimately it's it's who do you surround yourself with and what are you putting into your brain that make the biggest difference? The education could be that depending on the way you want to go. But for everybody, I would say absolutely not. It's not Mm -hmm. about getting the degree and the credentials. It's about finding the people that excite you and get you to think bigger about where your life can go and who you want to be, what you want to do, how you Mm -hmm. want to spend your limited time on this earth. I agree with that. Part of it is probably just figuring out where you're going to get the most value. Do we know where we're going to get the most value? I don't know. In my journey to get my degree, I definitely got some information from that because my mindset going in was from that of an athlete. Mm -hmm. I saw the sport as the authentic thing, the sport. When you run Mm -hmm. a business in the sports and entertainment industry, which is why there's a highlight on entertainment, because it's really family fun. So what do we do to get the butts in the seats, to get them here in the stands? How do we make it fun? What kind of food do we make sure we have? What's the interactions that they have with technology and, and the mascots and people? Mm. You know, what's the, what's the value on the entertainment side? So as a entrepreneur, <laughs> the business aspect began to make sense. And I pulled less from it as being an athlete or from the athletic part or the player development part to see it from the standpoint of a business executive. At the end of the day, it's, it's tough to say, it's tough to say, even coming into this conversation, I was like, Oh yeah, you know, it, it is not important. It's easy Mm -hmm. to take a stand and say it's not, or it is. It really Mm -hmm. just depends on 
the journey that you took and, and how you got to where you are. And I'm glad and you can shared I ask, the story uh, about your father, too. Oh, uh, yeah, appreciate it. Um, did you, your university experience, was that close or far away from home? Close. The, 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 okay. the, are you speaking of recently or the first uh, time? The first time. First time was away from home, about six hours. And do you think that part of the experience was valuable to you? Uh, yeah, I partied. <laughs> That's uh, when I reflect, I start to realize like what really mattered was getting me out of my parents' house and being in a completely new place with completely new people and just yeah. forcing me out of my comfort zone. Exactly. Exactly. Um, um, I, and I, you know, of course I, I got to laugh about the partying part, but in that first semester, the dorms were full. So mm -hmm. I ended up in my own apartment. Mm. I'm sorry. I ended up in an apartment. I had mm -hmm. two other roommates and I did not have a car. I had a bike. So the independence factor, all of that, you know, bills and, you know, bills and stuff wasn't necessarily new to me. But, yeah, that was a different dy dynamic, you know, living with people I didn't know, mm -hmm. uh, being at a different place that I didn't really know. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, the, the experience being away from home was definitely good. It was definitely. Yeah. To me, that was, I met my, two of my best friends happened to be my random roommates the first year of college and lifelong friends. They're two of my favorite people on this planet. You can't put a price tag on that. Wouldn't have met them if I hadn't gone to college. Um, and it's, those are the kinds of things you really can't plan for. Right. So it's like maybe as a, as a question of just kind of a existential question about does education matter? Maybe what we need when we're 18 is to just leave the nest mm. in whatever way, shape or form, put ourselves into a new place where we have to take care of ourselves, where we have to think for ourselves and we have to reform the connections that aren't based on where we happen to be born, but who we actually want to associate with that I think is where the real value is as an 18, 19 year old. And then the rest of it comes later. And that's where you can actually make an informed decision. Do I want to get an education? Because I've been out in the world. I've seen what's more than just my hometown. Mm -hmm. And now I can kind of say, oh, okay, that engineering thing, I'm really into that or whatever it might be. Right. Right. Yeah. I agree. I, I, yeah. I agree. It's hard. It's hard for me to disagree with you, Wolf. So if all the time, if all the time you hear me saying I agree is because your your perspective is is genuine and is well well thought out and it's a well played mm. hand, so um, <laughs> I can't disagree with what you're saying because I, I value what you're saying because it's a, it's a wholesome, it. genuine perspective. Mm, I appreciate it. That's good. Good stuff. I've been told I should be a lawyer a lot, uh, many many times. <laughs> They're like, oh, you really know how to put an argument together. I, but I think it's also just we genuinely seem to share, uh, we share values, we share perspective on what's important in the world. Um, so I think it might be hard for us to disagree on a lot of things. We can disagree on maybe details, but I get the sense right. that we have a very aligned um, view of what is what is good and excellent in the world and what are the things we need to avoid or try and fix up. But Plenty more conversations to be had. Maybe we can find some arguments in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm always down for a good, good conversation. And anything mm -hmm. that is going to help someone on their journey make sense of it, really. Help them yeah. make sense of it. Yeah. It may or may not make it easier, but at least help them make sense of it. It's never going to be easy, right? Yeah.
Yeah. Right. Got to put it into work. No warp zones yeah. here. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no warp zones here. Well, man, I think that's our time. I think in in your words and the words of Chris Doe, it's time to land a plane. We got to find our own one. <laughs> yeah, we're still building the plane. We can't really land it, but maybe we can give it, like, I don't know. <laughs> a touch and go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going to touch, then go in the next episode. So, hey, there we go. There we go. Oh, we man. Go. I appreciate it, Wolf. I appreciate it. Um, what are your plans moving into next week? Anything? Uh, keep failing. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair Got enough. a lot of stuff to experiment with, and we're going to keep on breaking the machine and figuring out how to make it run better. I appreciate right. you as well. Always an excellent conversation. What you got coming this week? Um, I'm like you. I'm going to add to the repetitions. I'm going to mm-hmm. add to the repetitions. So, Time um, in the game. That's it. That's it. I have some film projects that I'm ready to uh, work on. Just some little, some just some film projects. So that's what I'm going to mm-hmm. going to get into now that now that class is over. Mm. That's what we're doing. That's what we're excited doing. to see your work soon, my friend. Excited. I appreciate. It. I'm excited to put it out there. Well, appreciate you all for uh, listening in here today on another episode of Creative Journey. Hopefully, we brought some value to you made you made you think about you know education and your journey uh gaining knowledge and information you know makes a little bit more sense for you so mm-hmm. in the meantime we look forward to seeing you on the next episode here on creative journey and uh you all go out there and have fun peace